Here we go. Hey there, folks. This is your host, Cameron Ivey of Privacy Please, and thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. Tell your friends about it if you like it. If you don't, let's just pretend you didn't listen to it. Thanks again for coming in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Unplugged episode with uh, hanging out here with Gabe, Cam. What's going on, Gabe? How was your Thanksgiving? It was well. How was yours? It was good. Right on. No turkeys were harmed in the making of mine, but you know, that whole vegan thing. Yeah, yeah. But it was tasty as hell still there. So what 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 is a what is a turkeyless Thanksgiving look like? Did you guys have any kind of meat for anyone there? Well, no, because vegan. So no meat whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> well what about but like what about tofu yeah i was gonna say yeah yeah no, none of that traditional like tofu tur- like to- to- turkey thing um there were there were other proteins yes there were there was there was like a a, res- a ham resemblance of a thing right like uh-huh <laughs> um there was all of that there, there were things like that there were there were roast and there were um and there were there were there were roast they were large protein roasts Okay. Um, but without shamelessly plugging anyone, company-wise, anyway. But like, um, field roast makes makes a really nice holiday uh, roasty thing. But then we made a whole bunch of stuff in our, by ourselves. Because let's be honest, like if you remove the protein from your Thanksgiving meal, like everyone's there for all the other stuff. You're there for the fixings. You're there for the mac and cheese, the mashed potatoes, right? Like the gravy, the the, the stuffing. Oh. All of that stuff is still present and better than one might ever imagine i would have to agree um i think i think stuffing the combination of stuffing and cranberry there it is is that's what you you showed up for oh my gosh i mean obviously i'll throw in turkey there but like that combination and then i the day after i made a sandwich and i I used the spread of the cranberry sauce and the stuffing and then put turkey on the sandwich. It was. I don't think I waited till the next day for that. Maybe. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's what you do. That's what you do. I will say that the one, this is the first time that I haven't had pumpkin pie, which is my favorite pie. Um, Cause my aunt made uh, like this hazelnut Italian pie, which was delicious. It was a chocolate pie. Um, so I'm not hazelnut. mad about it. Wow, that no, I'm not mad either. I, I, I don't consider either of those pies, of course, because you know I'm a purist, and so if it's not apple, it's just don't even, don't yeah, even, right. don't even. Well, I, I feel like pumpkin pie is a real pie, but we can I'm we just, can debate later. I, I, I'm just such a I, I'm just such a big dummy. Like, of course, pumpkin. Like, if there were ever a pumpkin apple pie like debate, like I think I would lose that fight because most people just be like porcino los dos, and I'm like, yeah, but no pumpkin, um, right? Well, I'm weird. I'm weird, Gabe. So I, I prefer my pies to be cold. Oh, and that and pumpkin pies being cold are amazing. So I think pecan any pie, pie really. would also pecan pie would also make your list pretty high. Probably, yeah. Yeah, for what it's worth, a really good apple pie is stupid good cold too, though. It just should. Oh yeah, just like pizza. Yeah, or that's cold too. Good, good cold too. Yeah. 
Um, so, so you brought so you brought an article. Yeah, you brought an article. And can we do something about that? That I brought. I didn't yeah, let's bring. talk about it. Because it was where this is our, where recording is just after Thanksgiving, so you know, um, I I unplugged. I didn't really pay attention to the world in large part. I received a text message from my from my mother about this news, like, oh no, right? Like the, the article was brought to you by by no no less than Gabe's mom, alerting him that WhatsApp had a data breach of nearly five hundred million user records. WhatsApp. Who owns WhatsApp again? By the way, I, I is that that is that that company. That keeps trying to rename itself and rebrand itself. <laughs> face something. Face, uh, face schmuck. Face no. Face, face schmuck. <laughs> face. Yeah. Uh, Facebook. Yeah. Well, Facebook, Facebook. 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 Man, I give them a lot of grief. I know I do. I know I do. Why do I give them so much grief? I say it all the time, but quite frankly, the people there are awesome people. The human beings that work there, by and large, are, are just amazing folks. Um, I struggle with the platform, its past uses, current uses, and just overall um, data collection. And so when someone gets breached, when a company like that gets breached, you know, the first thing I think is, man, they've got themselves access to a whole lot of privacy data now, too, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The funny thing, too... They also scraped from 500 million LinkedIn profiles as well. So I think that tells us something very clearly. It's identities that they're interested in, right? Like they're not just interested in, 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 uh, getting your usernames and passwords for, for, you know, kind of traditional, um, well, I guess those were all identity, um, uh, or certainly identity attacks as well too. So maybe yeah. I should try to separate those two, but th- that that very intentional targeting of LinkedIn does does do that. I'll tell you something else I've noticed now be- because if the bad guys are looking at it through this lens, it certainly signals something about what they see the uses of the data for. But it's occurred to me as platforms like Twitter and Facebook see their numbers declining as folks become a bit more privacy um, oriented, and 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 then there's all the other nonsense that's happening with 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 at least one of those platforms, I see a shift in how even LinkedIn is being consumed and used by others on the platform such that, right? Like it, it makes sense that like, as, as you're trying to, 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 to steal and harness someone's identity, you know, LinkedIn is more than just kind of a digital resume. It, it, it is a hell of a lot more than just a digital resume these days. It is a peek yeah. into who you are. Um, hell, there's a whole nother episode that we should do on unplugged just about the types of, um, of profiling you can do with someone's personality based on their LinkedIn. Um, Cause there's, there's even mm-hmm. software built around doing that today. It's, it's hella interesting. And, and, and I will wholly admit to, I do, I do use that data for research purposes sometimes to understand patterns across people I interact with, you know, at, at a larger scale. Yeah. And, and to that point, you could be someone that, is an executive or just someone in general that doesn't have any social media, but you'll have a LinkedIn and you might not even have a picture. I've seen that where they don't even have pictures, but um, you still can learn a lot about someone even. And those are the type of people still that don't want to really be online, but yet LinkedIn, you have to professionally. I see more people removing their pictures from LinkedIn. 
I see more people removing their photos from LinkedIn. I can think of one for what scanning purposes. I, I assume that they are trying to to yes keep their that, you know that part about themselves out of of the pool, right? They're trying to keep their digital their face out of that pool, which in their defense, your, your picture, your face is already a mechanism for, you know, things like unlocking phones and all that. Like it is, it is obviously part of your identity in, in the most intimate of ways. Um, yeah. You and I, for example, have long, long, uh, given given way to our identities kind of at least some portion of it being out there right like our face is not a thing that would be easily removed from the internet at this point like i knew that going into this you and i had some conversations about things like that right like but yeah but our face is out there and i see more people removing their face from LinkedIn. And I understand why they would. And I do not begrudge them for doing that. And in my mind right now, I can think of one very high profile person in our security industry that uh, um, that that went to the egg. They were not always an egg on LinkedIn. And somewhere in the last several months, they intentionally became an egg. Maybe it's now, not what does that LinkedIn. mean? It's an egg on Twitter, people... it? on Twitter, it's the egg. I don't know. Well, what is the egg that you're referencing? And and uh, not that I don't know what you're talking about, but let's. Uh, well, let's. That, that is a big. That is a big bit of insight. What the hell is he talking about? Like, so on LinkedIn, on, on Twitter, <laughs> when you do not have a profile photo, it looks like just like a, a grayish shaped egg shape. Ah. Yeah, yeah. And so folks would refer to that. And by folks, maybe me and like ten others. I don't know. There's a, there's dozens of us. There's a dozen of us. But you know, just an egg. Just an egg. <laughs> But okay. I think LinkedIn, okay. It's, and no, LinkedIn, I think it's the circle and like the shoulders, right? Like, I don't know. Whatever the thing is, you don't nope. show your photo. I don't know. It's been so long now, since on that my topic. face hasn't been just out there. My face, my voice, my likeness. Yeah. yeah. Just, I don't. That part of it. Yeah. It'd be hard to, it'd be hard to say like, you know, Gabe Gums and not know your face. Would be. It would. Be. In this, in this realm. Um, on that same topic, Gabe. Since you brought up Twitter, what are your thoughts on the whole situation with Twitter right now? The dumpster fire? Is that what you're referring to? You're referring to the Elon <laughs> dumpster fire. I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nothing for me to down. Hey, look, I've, I've been on Twitter for not as long as many, but um, but long enough, I think, that I've, I saw some of I, I certainly was there early enough to see what I think was some of its peaks, right? And, uh, and as a platform that, before it became more corporatized was just for kind of open conversation. It was really cool. It was very interesting. There, there, there were, it, it was clear that it created a lot of like echo chambery things and whatnot. And, and, then, it, and right. then it grew into all of these other things, right? Like it grew into a place where cor- corporations had to be like, you have to have that existence there. <clears throat> I think as you sit here today, I think that's the thing that I think the most is, do you have to have an existence there any longer? We talk about folks like not being on Facebook any longer. I, I will genuinely tell you that as I sit here right now, I don't even use Twitter that much any longer. Like if you look at my posting history and, and just activity in general, I don't, I, it's been a while since I've been what you might call really active there where there were periods where I was extremely active. Um, you know, a significant number of followers, like followers, big ear quotes, certainly by my tiny standards. <clears throat> um, but I don't, I don't cultivate that community around there any longer to the point where as I sit here today watching the dumpster on fire, I do very much ask myself, do I need to have a presence here any longer? And I think that's the biggest 
that's definitely the biggest difference with uh, with what's happening there now. Do you need to have a presence there? I don't know. Does as a company, I think you ask yourself that now. I mean, maybe if you're Coca Cola. Maybe the answer for you is, oh, I absolutely still have that presence there because I'm a B2C company and all of my customers are there. But if I'm selling an InfoSec product and a privacy product and I've already seen a mass exodus of those of those people to to elsewhere or nowhere even, um, or maybe to more private communities like Discord, do I need to have a presence there? And if I do, what does that presence look like? I think that's, that's the number one thing I see there. But I'll tell you from a privacy perspective, I worry. I worry that um, I worry that that platform has already collected so much information. Also, that I don't know what happens well, to a dumpster on fire. I don't know. Well, let me ask you this: I mean, even if you don't have a presence on Twitter, but you have a presence on LinkedIn, isn't it kind of the same in terms um, of? I mean, maybe one of those things are owned by by Elon, and one of them is owned by Microsoft. I mean, you're not wrong. It's it's not. It's not easy to see the difference, I guess. Like, you know, it's just either way, it's just, it's just, it's one social platform versus another. It's one big company versus another company. Um, yes, one of those people has, has a very public persona and, and one that sometimes is diversive where one does it. I think those things do come into play. I think those things do come into play, right? Like there's, there's a whole, there's, there's other social media platforms that sprung up in the wake of political divisions that if you were to say that that's the place you have a presence and not that place, I think some people might ask questions. Does Twitter become something similar? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if he's got a, a bigger picture in mind of what he's trying to change it to <laughs> or if he, or if he's just going to try to burn it I, to the ground. I, I, burn it to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was already going that way anyways. Right. I, yeah, was it? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I never, I never, I always, honestly, I always saw it as I never got into it. And I find myself as being pretty up to date with most uh, platforms, except for like TikTok. I think you got to be younger. TikTok's more for the I, younger I think ages. You crazy. So, yes, younger. Yes. Yeah. Um, Instagram is, you know, it became the new Facebook, um, was the cooler one. But then, like, you know, with Twitter, I just found myself not as interested. Um, and it always seemed like a platform for famous people or, 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 you know, people that had a, a voice, um, yeah. to be able to, to make a comment on something that the whole world could see and then comment on that. Um, yeah. that was pretty much the only interesting thing I ever saw or, or noticed from it. And it just didn't really. It's interesting because what you said in that last part was you didn't see how that platform allowed you to participate in the conversation, only how it allowed others to amplify its voices. And I think, right. I think Twitter does still look like that to a lot of people. Um, mm -hmm. I think you're right. I can tell you that I've been a late adopter to both LinkedIn and Twitter intentionally, although I knew about them extremely early on. I very intentionally had not participated. The same is true for all of the other ones I don't participate in, right? Like I, 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 I am not, oh, I only just found out about that platform. I rarely find the utility in them. Um, and sometimes for reasons like what you said too, it's like, eh, I don't see how this helps me participate in that conversation. Right. right? So like, what am I, what am I here for? And that's exactly the, that's exactly the question that now I'm asking myself, right? So it's like, okay, do you have to have a presence in there? What am I here for? Because if these platforms are, are, are getting breached and, and your data is being stolen from them, 
right? Like it's just another form of, of containment for, for yourself as both an organization, as both a company and as both a, an individual. Like why am yeah. I here? Why am I here? That's another good point. Like you, you think about, all right, let's think about the top ones. You, you got <clears throat> all the platforms like YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. What's the, what's the thing that's, that makes Twitter stand out from all the other ones? All of them, you make comments. The most exciting thing to do on all of them is to read people's comments on whatever you're looking at. That's the most entertaining part of it. And you see a lot of people that are very negative. That's just the way it is in the internet because people have their own opinion and they want to, you know, say something negative because that's more interesting than saying something positive. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I think also Twitter kind of wants YouTube and Instagram. I feel like they're, they're just doing better than Twitter. Yeah. I don't know what I hear you. I don't, I, I'm not I don't certain know. what any of that means other than um, I don't really want to add yet another list of places that have data about me as benign as any of that data right. may seem like it's yeah. just one more system that if it doesn't have to be in there, I don't want it in there. I don't need it in there. Well, let me ask you this, Gabe, and in your expertise, when it comes to this, this 500 million user records um, sold from the WhatsApp data leak, what is the most threatening thing that is achieved by selling this to, and who is it sold to? Like who, is it just a, a company that takes it and then, then, yeah. Well, I think the one that most people worry about the most on, on a large scale is when that information is sold to um, to governments that would use it, you know, to 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 take out their their um, their opposition, right? Um, so, what WhatsApp in particular is used quite a bit internationally, and so. What you will now know is exactly communication patterns. Who does Cameron communicate with? Uh, these five people. And who do those five people communicate with? Uh, these, right? You start creating these, these network graphs of, of people and a lot more than that too. Like, I don't know what all was in that data that, that is available, but you know, if it also shows things like location data, then you can also start seeing where Cameron was in a given day when he communicated with that person, where they were. There is a ungodly amount of information just in where you're at and who you're communicating with that paints all of the pictures necessary for good, bad, or indifferent. So that's like the worst. That's, mm. that's like the extreme scenario of dissident government wants to shut down revolution. Um, I heard that happened over the weekend too, right? Like, so that was a big deal, right? Like there was some things, that yeah. happened, right? Like a whole lot of things yeah. happened. We should talk a lot about there that. There was a... Yeah, that's another thing I was uh, I right. totally so let's forgot say, about so let's that. Say yeah. Chinese government gets gets their hands on this data. And all and now they they see all of the, the protesters, right? Like, ah, here's the list of the hundred of them. And here's all the people that they communicated with and when, where, right? Like, so now you can see who organized this protest. Let's go ahead and make sure those people no longer communicate. That's it. Those people are no longer capable of communicating Interesting. as of this this uh, there's 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 other things in there too, though, right? Like if I if I take it to the platform that wasn't attacked, Twitter, it wasn't. But if I think about, you know, the, the banality of what that data might mean, I can also still see different similar patterns from a company's perspective. Who does Myota interact with? Like, ah, here's here's the network of people that they all interact with, right? Like you can start mm-hmm. painting pictures about the markets they're in and how well they're doing. You can you can extrapolate all kinds of nonsense from it. 
that doesn't necessarily mean that it is valuable to you or that you, you'd even come to the right conclusions. But in the case of data that was actually stolen, the WhatsApp data, hell yeah. Knowing who you spoke with and when the text message, that's another thing. Did they get their hands on messages? If they got their hands on messages. I mean, that's, there's, there's just so much in there. So much in there. Especially international. Could you imagine? Just imagine the type of people trying to connect with people across the world and some of the dark stuff <laughs> that you probably run into, whether it be, you know, criminally or sexually or whatever. I mean, it's just, I think we've said this in a past episode, but it's definitely not a good time to be a serial killer because it's very easy <laughs> to, uh, to find, <laughs> find where you are. You're not wrong. Um, You're not wrong at all. Yeah, no, it is. We, it, it's, it is both progress to society that it is no longer a good time to be a serial killer, and uh, and and yet it, it, there's also some privacy that is lost with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Very true. Yes. Um, is there anything that uh, you want to leave our listeners with when it comes to maybe if they were a part of WhatsApp? Um, is there anything that they can do moving forward? I, I would I would be very 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 careful about um you know all of the apps you use not just WhatsApp um, that one in yeah. particular again you know we talked about on this show in the past I understand why it is difficult for folks to to not use it especially you know internationally etc uh, when you are part of a, a diaspora whether that is you know just a a uh, a larger group of of peoples from some nation or or maybe just a dispersed family apps like that are super important but. You, you certainly want to be very, very careful about um, the usage of those apps. So, uh, yeah. Um, take all the care that we always talk about. Hell, all the way back to, to episode one where we, we talked about some of the care. We should update that episode and talk about what, yeah. kinds, of, what kinds of care you, you should take. Um, you know, um, Signal, uh, for example, as, uh, as a communications tool. Communication app, yep. Yeah, you know, there's all kinds of things that, that we should talk about and, and refresh um, uh, the, the community on, but yeah. How big is Signal? I have no idea. Yeah, I wonder if they need some sponsors. <laughs> or if anybody from Signal is listening, let us know. Shameless plug for you. Shameless plug for Signal. Yeah. There's also a host. Not, you know. Yeah, you can like self-host it too. It looks interesting. I've always wanted to, to to mess with that project, but it seems it seems heavier a lift than than the return for me. But, yeah. yeah. Well, interesting stuff. Um, I think that's it for this week, guys. So appreciate uh, always coming on and listening to us as we ramble on about nonsense but good nonsense um when do we get replugged i think that's um that's what folks want to want to get to too i think yeah you know the the holidays are tricky with scheduling people um for interviews probably, and stuff probably not till the top of the year right like we'll, we'll probably run unplugged for a little while um i don't know if we'll take a break again and over the the last week of the year we did that last year probably yeah maybe, maybe we'll hit well, a special uh, christmas episode just to to keep them sane while they're hanging around their family for the holidays. Yeah, give the folks a little jingle jolly while we're hip hip and s- skipping our step. I don't know what I'm talk- we'll talking about. Our, but- we'll come warm ourselves by your Yule log. <laughs> yeah. Seen- <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do that. All right. Um, it's, it's- all right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in, Gabe. Thanks, man. Right on.
Hey, you guys made it all the way to the end. Thanks for listening. Again, if this is your first time, we really appreciate the support and everyone that's always been around since the beginning. We love you guys. Keep supporting Privacy Please. And we'll always have new content each and every week. Cameron Ivy, 